Welcome to the Still Becoming One podcast. We are Brad and Kate. In our more than 20 years of marriage, we've survived both dark times and experienced restoration. Now, as a licensed marriage counselor and relationship coaches, we help couples to regain hope and joy. We invite you to journey with us as we are still becoming one. Let's start the conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Still Becoming One. Yeah, good morning, or afternoon, or whatever time it is where you are. <laughs> Wherever you're listening, right? Yeah. We are glad to be back. Mm-hmm. The sun is shining. It is, and... I feel like I often report on the weather. spring, so... <laughs> the yes. sun makes me happy. Yep, I can good understand thing. that, so... Guys, Pensatoki Phil, Pensatoni Phil, how do you say his name? You don't know. <laughs> we live in Pennsylvania, and what we're gonna have a less less winter, according we to have less of winter. I didn't even look. According you know. to the legend, that's very much based on whether the sun is out or not, whether he sees his shadow or I have not. No idea. So, it's not like we had that much winter anyway. So it's true, but you know, we here in Pennsylvania decide all of that on a groundhog. <laughs> so yes, yeah. So the sun is out. Spring is coming, according to the groundhog, and how are we? I think we're doing well. I yeah. think we've gone through some some stressful things, but I think you mm-hmm. and I have really managed to learn how to ride the waves a little bit mm-hmm. better. Yeah, take care yeah. of each other. We could be professional surfers at this point. Shoo! Yep. <laughs> Let's it. see. Let's. Let's go and try nope, it and nope, see if it translates nope. <laughs> to surfing. Okay, nope. maybe not. Yes, we, it's, you know, it's winter and there, yeah, there are patterns with our, our certain kiddo with mental health challenges and we're learning more about those when they're happening and stuff. So February has been historically a long Tough month, month. Yeah. for us. So. so. So it's uh, great to be back on the podcast, and we were kind of just sitting here chatting about, um, you know, just what we're seeing, what we're hearing mm-hmm. from people, and and really trying to think about what we wanted to share with you guys. Mm-hmm. And you know, Kate talked about a theme that she's seeing often in some of the women that she's talking to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the theme of like when. Or working specifically with wives, obviously, because I do work with women who are not married, but wives who are wanting to seek their own health, but desperately wanting their husbands to make some moves in that direction. And then, of course, for that to um, end up in both of them being able to move closer to each other, understanding mm-hmm. each other better, but feeling very much like they're the only ones that are doing that yeah, for various reasons. And I just had breakfast this morning with a group of pastors who honestly told me pretty much the same thing, that they mm. see so many people where the wives are looking for help mm. and they can't convince their husbands to reach out for help. Gotcha. It happens all the time. I think mm-hmm. it is more often that direction. Okay. What do you um, mean by that direction? Where the wives are the ones trying to get husbands help 
I think I see some mm. that goes the other way. Um, I do actually have some clients that guys who are working on themselves and working on stuff for them mm -hmm. and they would like their wife to join, but she's right. resistant for one way or another. So it does happen, yeah. but it is much, much more common the other direction. Hmm. Why, why do you think that is? Uh, well, I think historically, mm -hmm. right? Historically, counseling, coaching has often placed a lot of blame Mm -hmm. on the guys for being the problem. Hmm. So I think there is part of it that is this attitude that if I go see somebody with you, they're just going to say it's all my problem. Is that is that a perception or a reality? Uh, that's a great question. I think it is often a perception, but it, it can also happen. Well, right? sure, but it could also happen that the wife could be feeling very blamed. Uh, yes, of course that does happen. But look, you know, we're often talking, I mean, we talk here in the podcast about things like emotional intimacy and mm -hmm. connecting with your spouse. Mm -hmm. And at least in the United States, it is usually the men who are the ones who are less emotionally inclined and lo less emotionally connected to their spouse. Mm -hmm. So they kind of know automatically that there's something missing that maybe they don't even know how to do. Okay. But so I think that's part of it, right? Like they recognize that healthy relationship is going to take something that they aren't doing right now mm -hmm. and maybe don't know how to. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. They probably recognize that, well, I'm just going to go very stereotypical here, but they probably recognize that or think that sex is not really going to be a part of it. So the fact that they see a lack of desire or lack of interest in connecting sexually from their spouse mm -hmm. somehow often is less important in at least what they assume is less important in coaching and counseling ministries. Hmm. Well, that might be historically true, but I think that's just because counselors aren't, I'm just going to call it out here. They aren't willing to go there. Correct. But I would push back on the fact that women are already feeling like they're failing in that area because the church is telling them if there's a problem of sex in their marriage, it's their fault. They just, right. So right. like, mm, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I obviously don't have the male perspective, but I would, I don't know. I, that feels like so much of a perception to me. It, and it, unless you've actually tried it. No, it certainly is like, a perception. And I think it's a fear, but I think oh, most, most that. guys are feeling like they're just going to be told they're not doing enough chores. They're not helping out with the kids enough. And they're, the fault of the disconnection. So they need to hmm. do this magical emotional intimacy thing and make everything better. What does that have to do with chores though? Oh, but that's what a lot of couple fights start. Correct. About. But like, I think, and I'm, we're just, we're just pushing on this. Like, I think that as we work with couples, we find that happening a lot. Oh, it happens all the time. No, I think the perception is, 
often skewed, right? I don't want to in any way <laughs> say I'm not supportive of of women here. I mean, you know, statistics show that even when both partners have full-time jobs, mm-hmm. like 80% of household chores still land on the women. Like mm-hmm. that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the meals and clothes and you know, dishes, like those are shared chores that should be talked about. Now, mm-hmm. I know some families have one person working full time and one person working less than that or or staying at home. Mm-hmm. And that is maybe a little bit more obvious of why there's some chore differences. Sure. But historically, yes, men don't do near as much around the home, even if their partner's working just as much as they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree that is part of the problem. I think most guys know it and yet they don't really want to change it. Mm. So they avoid going anywhere that's going to tell them to change it. That's an interesting statement. They don't really want to change it. Tell me more about that. <laughs> oh man, I'm just, I'm sorry guys. I'm just <laughs> digging us all in a hole here. Um, no, I'm honestly trying to understand because we we have we went through a journey in this i would say to some extent sure. but we thankfully you didn't ever enter in without feeling like you should be somewhat helpful to me no matter if i was staying home with the kids or working or so like i didn't have to fight that completely by any means thankfully but yeah like why don't you want to change that if it helps your wife and it helps the burden and then leave space for other things. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I think that's the stereotypical, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is that side. I do know guys and I have talked with guys who are doing all of those, right? Mm-hmm. I, I do want to say there are yeah. guys out yeah. there who are, they're doing the laundry every day. They're doing well, a lot of the cooking. They're they doing, doing all of it. Right. That's not the answer either. But I think it tends to kind of go in that that side that either it's the woman doing a bulk of it or it's the guy doing the bulk of it, right? Mm-hmm. I think I think it is hard to hit fifty fifty. Oh yeah, right. So um, I'm I don't want to say that this is always the case. It does mm-hmm. certainly happen that mm-hmm. husbands are doing a lot of helping out, a lot of you know the household helping the household run things, mm-hmm. and that that isn't always the issue. But I do think sometimes that's where a lot of conflict starts Mm -hmm. is wives feel absolutely overwhelmed in a 24 seven job of caring for kids in home Mm -hmm. that doesn't end. Mm -hmm. And they get frustrated to the point of saying, why aren't you helping? And Mm -hmm. then that leads into an argument of, we need to go see somebody because this isn't working, right? Like Mm. that's how it, so often comes about mm-hmm. that guys are like, great, you're taking me to the principal f- to get scolded for not doing my part. Mm. And I think that's why guys don't want to go many mm. times. Okay. I hear that. I honor that. I think many times it's so much deeper than that. Oh, please. I so know there's so much more going on, but I think the perception is I'm being told to go to somewhere to make me shape up. Mm. Right. I guess my question would be, if you think that's all they're going to tell you, why aren't you just doing it? 
Well, I mean, if I'm going <laughs> to take just, the answer that, you it's know. It's controversial today. No, I mean, if I'm going to take the answer that I hear from guys when I'm talking to them is, mm-hmm. you know, my spouse doesn't understand how much work I'm doing, how much mm-hmm. stress I'm under. They don't get that when I come home, I'm exhausted and mm-hmm. I've given all I can at work and I'm trying to, you know, do that. Mm-hmm. They, you know, don't meet my needs. So why should I take things off their plate? Right. Like I've heard guys say that kind of stuff. And I would say that I'm thinking of a situation where it is a stay at home mom, but with little ones. My and, goodness. Okay. And right. And that's hard. It is hard. But no, it, well, no. <laughs> That's hard for me to hear. Not that I mean, I do honor that, you know, as a husband, if you if it's the typical you're out of the house working, like I honor that, that there is a lot that you are doing, a lot of stress, all of that completely. But I do think there is a misconception that stay at home moms are just sitting around doing nothing all day. Oh, of course. Right. And then I think I think I get it that you're exhausted when you come home. I think most times when we hear this, though, if we're being honest, like a lot of times the wives are saying, but, you know, my husband's sitting doing his hobby or watching Uh TV or on his phone while I continue. Correct. Right. Because your job doesn't end at the end of the day. Right. And so not to have this fight for anyone, that's not, I just think we're getting stuck in places that actually don't matter. Right. And, but we, we started this conversation trying to understand why me trying to understand why it's such a resistance thing for husbands to want to go get some help. But I think it, it really does come down from to this point. And I think this is a good one to start talking about, right? Because if we can see that some of the reason why guys don't want to get help is because they think, think they're being sent to the principal to just be told by somebody else what they're doing wrong mm-hmm. in order to shape up and do better, right? Then why do I want to spend money to go do that? That like that gets into this this whole idea of why would I go spend money for somebody to just tell me that I'm being a jerk, right? Like because that's the perception, even if there's much more going on. Mm. Right. And I would encourage that if you are here going, man, I, I really do want to get my my spouse into coaching. I really mm-hmm. want them to help discover why these things are going on for them. Not not just change their behavior, but I mm-hmm. would help want to help them get some insight, want to help them understand each other mm-hmm. better. Like part of it is how do you approach that conversation? Because sure. it probably should not happen after a you're wrong argument that says, like, you aren't doing these things. See, now you need to go here, uh, you know, in order for somebody to agree with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that's that's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And trying to approach it as if we need mm-hmm. help to navigate through how do we get to be closer or how Mm -hmm. do we reconnect or how do we communicate better or whatever your goal would be, but having it being a we rather than a you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I hear that. Um, 
still, this is, this is a challenge. This is a challenging topic. I think, I do think obviously if a spouse, I'm just going to go gender neutral here would like, feels like you need a third party to help, then yes, it definitely needs to be a conversation that is, you know, sharing your heart of like, I want us to be closer. I want us to be able to, to work well together, communicate well together. Like I want there to be connection. I want all of these things. So that conversation should definitely be um, sort of entered into in that way instead of you need help. I understand. I understand that. And I, and I get that. Um, Unless there's something very specific that you can see as a very specific goal that you want mm -hmm. your spouse to work on and they're aware of it. I think going for the we is so much more helpful, right? Like instead of, and I have seen this, right? We've had recent situations where somebody says, you know, it it seems like you're really stuck in this area. Why don't you go to coaching to try and figure that that out? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, every time we argue, this stuff comes up. So why mm-hmm. don't you go and work on that so we can get through this roadblock? Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of stuff I think can be can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, you know, with some of the work that I do, I have women say, hey, I, I think you need some extra help with this unwanted sexual behavior area. Um, that only works if the guys are also agreeing that they want that help. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, those sometimes it is specific. But I think mm-hmm. if it's not a, you know, if it's just I'm feeling disconnected from you or I'm feeling like we're not communicating like we used to, mm-hmm. then I think it should be a very much a we. How do we work on changing this? Well, sure. But that's if you're going together. Well, I would think that or, might be the goal in that case well, is to go together. Yes, the we should be considered because there are dynamics going on that have nothing to do with what you keep butting up against. And so trying to understand that for each of you, what's happening, what's at play, what's where the background, what's playing in the background, what, where did it come from is really important. Um, so yes, I do think it should be expressing that I want us to grow. I want us to be able to um, find healthy ways of navigating this, those kinds of things. So yeah, I do think that the we needs to be the focus, but I think there needs to be an understanding that a lot of times there's individual work to be done, whether that happens individually or not, I guess is less of a concern, Mm -hmm. but there's so much for us to understand about ourselves to understand what's happening in a dynamic. And I think it can get focused on just let's figure out a solution to the chore problem. Mm -hmm. No, I, I would agree. I, I think one of the challenging dynamics though, that, that we do run into on occasion is this idea where if you as a wife start working with a counselor, working with a coach and making some changes and doing some things that that's great. It is even more challenging to then add your husband into that Mm -hmm. space because they are going to assume Mm -hmm. that that 
counselor coach has heard everything bad about them hmm. and is totally on your side and is there to support you in there. You know, they've heard their name and go, oh, well, this person says X, Y, Z, right? Like mm-hmm. in your conversations. And so the assumption is they are 100% on your side. So it just amplifies this idea of I'm not going to your counselor so they can tell me what I'm doing wrong when mm-hmm. they don't even know me. Right. And so it gets very tricky to start couples after mm-hmm. somebody has already done individual. Right. I wasn't necessarily suggesting you had to go to the same person. Right. The wives that I work with, you'd be surprised how how self-perceptive they are. And while they are trying to help me understand the dynamics going on, they're usually very respectful of their husbands and trying to say it in a way that is honest about their part in it. And like their personal part in it and also trying to give context of what is happening in it. So even though I understand that perception, I actually think people should remember that, believe it or not, most times people know they're going to a counselor who or a coach who's going to be asking hard questions of them and their dynamic. So. And that is they're not, essential. They're not just they're not just coming in and venting. Correct. I would say that is an essential part. And in fact, we we say that's a really good way to get your partner into coaching is mm-hmm. by saying often like what are you working on that is changes that your spouse is going to notice mm-hmm. that they're going to see as a positive of you growing and you moving the needle. So it's mm-hmm. not just going and complaining about them. Mm-hmm. There's a place to vent. There's a place to, uh, you know, have those frustrations. But if you're not doing some work on these are the things that I need to do to make changes, then mm-hmm. you're not actually helping the situation. Right. Sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I think that trying to figure out how to approach your spouse about this is difficult. I think remembering no matter what, you can always work on you. Yeah. Even if your spouse won't. But I've actually sometimes even heard spouses resistant to that. Right. Oh, like, resistant to you going. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why? What are you doing that for? Like that kind of stuff. But I believe you can seek health yourself. It will be impactful to you. It will be in fact impactful to your marriage, no matter what. But so always knowing that you can do that. But then trying to think about how you can approach your spouse in a way that says, like, this is an us thing, not yeah. just. Not just me, like no matter what, yeah, we're both here. And I really, I totally agree with that. And I really want to say that that should be a very vulnerable and very clear communication. Mm-hmm. And one of the dynamics that we've talked about before is this idea, and again, it usually happens with wives, that wives will be asking their husband to go for help for a very long time. You know, they'll ask multiple times over multiple years to get help, mm-hmm. to do something, to make changes, to, you know, and they'll they'll do that to the point where they finally say, okay, 
you're not going to change. I'm done. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out and I'm, you know, they'll mm-hmm. prepare for divorce. They'll move out. They'll do something. Mm-hmm. And it's at that moment yeah. that he wakes up and goes, oh, I guess I need to do something to change. And I've seen those guys who literally will tell me, well, yeah, my wife's been asking for the last five years, but I didn't think anything was that wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And now she's moved out. She's done. And he's going, what can I do to get her back? And that is not the place you want to find yourself on either one of those. Well, interesting though, though, I have a question because you just said like they, they, I have a lot of husbands and we've seen wives to come to that space, but you said that they're like confused because they didn't think it was that bad. Yep. But then you've also said the leading reason they don't want to do it is because they don't want to be told to change. They don't want to be told to do more chores and make everything better, right? Like, So is it they really don't know what's going on? Often. Or? I, I mean, sometimes. Sometimes they just don't think it's that serious. Sometimes that they're like, meh, you know, and mm-hmm. not paying attention. They're very focused on their work or their other hobbies. Mm-hmm. Like, they just aren't thinking this is a big deal. Mm. And... I guess I would caution any time a spouse is saying we need a third party. It should be a big deal. It it should be. It's not that it's a big deal. Someone is crying out for help and they're feeling lost. And we need to understand. Like, I think, and yes, sometimes this probably doesn't happen. But if you think it in, in regards to your children, like if your child is crying out for help and that they're lost, you're not going to ignore it. Right. You're going to. And so I would challenge people to think of it that way. I totally agree. And try to try to enter the process and see what can be learned from it. And I I would totally agree with you. Although I'm going to challenge since I'm going to guess this podcast is going to be more likely listened to by the spouse who's asking for help Mm. for, you know, to, to go rather than the other way around. I think most of the time, one of the issues that's happening is those asks for help are only showing up during arguments. Mm. So it gets bad, it gets an argument, and you blurt out, like, we need to go to counseling, or we need somebody to help us because this is not okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 48 hours later, you're, I'm not saying it's better, but you're kind of functioning again, and mm-hmm. you don't revisit that topic. And, mm. you know, that's what it looks like to tell them and mm-hmm. and I think it just is goes away in this whole thing of, yep, that was an argument, and we just kind of discount it. Mm-hmm. I would really encourage anyone to who is in this space, before you get to that place of, I'm done, I'm moving out, and they wake up to it, the reality of where you're at, mm-hmm. I would actually encourage you to have the vulnerable conversation of saying, where we're at right now is not okay. Mm-hmm. And I want us to change, and this is not sustainable, right? Like, Mm -hmm. be direct and Mm -hmm. actually say, we have to do something different because I can't live like this, Mm -hmm. right? And and be open, be direct. Uh, You know, no one likes to throw out the word divorce. But if you're getting to that place where you see yourself as the easy out is not easy, you see the out as... Mm -hmm you know, all right, I'm going to move out because I don't see any other option. I would really encourage you to have that hard, vulnerable, calm conversation first of saying, 
we need help mm-hmm. and see yeah. if they, that your spouse can actually hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to give you the best potential opportunity for them to hear it well. Right. Um, and that's either gender. That does not matter which gender we're talking about. Here. No, no, that's true. I just will tell you it's more often that I see the guys with their head in the sand and the women. Well, asking. but that is somewhat because you're working with more guys than that, that's women individually. Tr- totally true. But, totally true. But I don't think you're completely wrong. Um, I see the trend as well. I was just more curious as to why it happens. But but I, yeah, even that though isn't a guarantee. And so then it's just how do you navigate working on your own health and yeah. being the best spouse you can be? Yeah. You know, I have a group of guys that I work with who are, you know, heading towards or in divorce because they did not see it, mm. right? They didn't see it coming. Yeah. And they are now actively trying to work on change because they know they need to for their future. And that makes me really sad for them, their families, their kids, like, you know, even their ex-wives, because Mm -hmm. there's a part of their finally coming to grips with, okay, some things need to change, which their spouse has been asking for for a really long time. And it took the other person, you know, ending the relationship before they got there, which is not what we want. Well, it's true what they say, gender nonspecific. If you you exit your marriage, you're still going to take you into every, every another other. every other relationship. Obviously not all our marriage relationships, but you're like there you still are. And eventually you're gonna start to realize, and this is for both the both spouses, because just because the one has been asking for it doesn't I am not alluding at all that they're the healthier, right? They're just the one that's saying we need help, right? But whoever and however right. you exit a marriage, you are still going to be in the in next that relationship. Space, that's right. And so working on this now can benefit you personally and your marriage. Absolutely. Uh, so bottom line, I would say if you are trying Mm-hmm. to get a spouse to go to marriage coaching, go to marriage, mm-hmm. you know, retreat, go to any of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Do it by being vulnerable, mm-hmm. asking and saying we, right? Yeah. A- and if that's not going to work mm-hmm. and you're like, I still need to go get some individual help, mm-hmm. do it by saying I'm going to for me to learn what I can do to help us, mm-hmm. right? Not I'm going to complain about you. I'm mm-hmm. going to work on changes that's going to help us, right? Right, and that way helps to instill the positive of what's happening mm-hmm. rather than the blame on the person who's more resistant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot here, guys. It's not an easy subject. It's not. And yet it's something we see way too often. And, you know, getting help is not something that should be condemned. It's not something that is weakness. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of strength to get help. Mm -hmm. It does. And so, yeah. And look, you know, I said this morning to the 
pastors that I was talking to, you know, I would love if it was in every church's culture to regularly communicate that marriages take work, mm-hmm. right? Not that they are work, but they take work. They take, you know, effort together. There's intentionality. There's something where they're continually learning rather mm-hmm. than this idea of the per- perfect couple mm-hmm. as the, you know, pastor and pastor's wife that have it all together, how about a couple who's truly learning together and growing together? That helps mm-hmm. when people are struggling for them to go, oh, okay, well, pastor does this kind of thing, right? They they mm-hmm. learn and grow. They have to go through things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know, so important. Yeah, for sure. So, hey, I hope that helps some of you. I hope that gives you some ideas of maybe what you can do when the mm-hmm. other person doesn't want to get the help that you want yeah and uh, gives you maybe some language and of course if you have questions we would love to talk to you you can find us at help at stillbecomingone.com you can find us on our ministry website stillbecomingone.com as well so would love to uh, chat with any of you that's all for this week on still becoming one until next time i'm brad aldrich And I'm Kate Aldrich. Be kind and take care of each other. Still Becoming One is a production of Aldrich Ministries. For more information about Brad and Kate's coaching ministry, courses, and speaking opportunities, you can find us at aldrichministries.com. For podcast show notes and links to resources in all of our social media, be sure to visit us at stillbecomingone.com. And don't forget to like this episode wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us to continue your journey on Still Becoming One.